Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the English with Grace podcast. This is a centralized hub for students, teachers, and English language learners to practice their English and listen to the differing opinions of other English speakers. The content and focus of this podcast will vary, and my goal is to introduce listeners to a variety of perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences as we discuss topics that are also presented in my English with Grace conversation classes. So I'm very excited to have you here. I hope you enjoy this discussion. And of course, like and subscribe if you like it. And I look forward to seeing you in some of our upcoming conversation classes. So today on English with Grace, I've invited my dear friend and colleague, Ray. Uh, she is Canadian Chinese. And I am interested in hearing more about the popular Chinese holiday, the Lunar New Year. Um, which actually, when we get into it, Ray, maybe you can explain the difference between Chinese New Year and Lunar New Year. Uh, but do you want to tell a little bit about yourself and then we'll jump into it? Sure. Hi, everyone. Happy Chinese New Year. Uh, my name is Ray. Uh, like Grace said, uh, I was born in China and then I grew up in Canada. And I also went to Miss and I studied Chinese English translation and interpretation. And that's where Grace and I met. And right now, I work for the Alberta provincial government as a ministerial assistant. Ray's out there doing all of the things. <laughs> so amazing. All right. Well, the first question is just, what is Lunar New Year? So there's a lot of people who might not know about this holiday, or they've heard it called Chinese New Year. Can you maybe just share a quick summary of what the holiday is and the difference between those two? Sure. There's actually no difference. Uh, basically, uh, we call it are us Chinese, we call it Chinese New Year, but there are people from other countries uh, in East Asia or Southeast Asia who also celebrate it. So we, um, in general, because it's based on the lunar calendar, so uh, for anyone who celebrates it, uh, we call it Lunar New Year. That would be the technical, the wording difference. Mm -hmm. And actually in Chinese, the literal translation of Chinese New Year is Spring Festival. So like I said, it's based on the lunar, uh, lunar calendar. And um, because in the Chinese lunar calendar, there's what we call the 24 terms that corresponds to the changes of nature. So there are 24 of them throughout the years. And the spring festival marks the beginning of spring. And so the end of winter, the beginning of spring. So every year is around late January or uh, at the beginning of February is usually falls between that uh, two week uh, two week session mm. okay. yeah so that's when we celebrate the beginning of our new year the beginning of spring interesting i think that's why i used to get those confused uh students would say it's lunar new year and spring festival yeah. and i always thought well surely it's not spring festival it's only january february um yeah. but it's important to understand that there we're we're talking about different calendars too yes in the United States, we celebrate December 31st, January 1st. Mm -hmm. For Lunar New Year, you follow the phase of the moon, right? Yes, yes, basically, yeah. So different and, every, every yeah. year. Yeah, so for this year, New Year's Eve is January 31st, and New Year's Day is February 1st. Got it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, I also know this is different. I think in the U.S., a lot of people celebrate Christmas, and then a week later, we have New Year's. So a lot of people get a decent amount of time off. How much time do you get off for that holiday? Um, I guess specifically in China, it might be different when you're in Canada. Right. 
in, in Canada, we don't technically have a holiday for the Chinese New Year. Mm -hmm. In China, uh, normally people get seven days off, but they move the calendars around. Sometimes you have to compensate for the Chinese New Year. So the weekend before Chinese New Year, so have to work. So you might need to work for 10 days straight and then have your seven days holidays. It sucks a little, but if you do want to spend time with your family and you live quite far from them, it's mm -hmm. nice for you to like travel back home. So usually I think on the lunar calendar, starting from the 29th or maybe the 30th, uh, people will start to get day off and they will have their weekend uh, th and they will have their vacation until the 7th. Until the 7th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so a decent amount of time off though. Yeah, so that's probably nice. uh, usually a week, I, I think. So. Yeah, I think usually a week. Mm -hmm. And but the actual celebration is 15 days. So from New Year's Eve to the 15th. Okay. The 15th was what we call the Lantern Festival. Mm -hmm. So that would mark the and uh, even though the whole month is called the New Year's month, mm -hmm. but all the traditions and celebrations usually ends on the 15th. Okay. I might have to call you back uh, for another interview about Lantern Festival. We'll stick with Lunar New Year for, for this one. Uh, so you've explained that we should basically call it Lunar New Year then. Chinese New Year is not necessarily, um, it doesn't cover all of the, right, yeah. the countries. Lunar New Year is fun, yeah. Okay. Um, so next question, can you elaborate on maybe some of the common traditions? How do people celebrate, mm -hmm. uh, you know, talk about any food, decorations, maybe colors? I noticed we're both wearing red. Yeah, we're wearing uh, red. And you can see the decorations at the back. My yeah. mom bought these. So for Chinese New Year, it's not Christmas or New Year celebration in uh, the United States. Uh, first of all, it's about family. It's a big family reunion. And there are actually a series of traditions and things that you need to do, starting from what we call the little year, which is the 23rd. Because the, the Chinese New Year's Eve is the 30th. So mm -hmm. starting from the 23rd, you should start cleaning your house, uh, doing some decorations and uh, cooking food. So that's when the whole celebration really starts. And like I said, until the 15th. And what are some traditions like there are a lot my mom has like there are not what it called not poems but they're like maybe chants or rich or like readings where you read out loud something or yeah it's like like songs but not really songs but what is that called like not poems. oh uh rhymes right yeah sorry, sorry. okay so <laughs> there are there are rhymes uh -huh. that like corresponds to each day so here for this year, January 25th is the little year. So that's the 12th month and the 23rd day of the lunar calendar. Mm -hmm. But in Northern China, we celebrate on the 23rd. And in the South, people celebrate on the 24th. Like the, oh. the day of little year is different in China. And that's what we call the preparation day. There's certain food that you need to cook. And mainly it's just for thorough house cleaning. You like sweep yeah. the floor and uh, clean everything. I remember yeah. last year you told me you're that's like a superstition, right? Yes. Your mom has to deep clean the house. Yes. Uh, otherwise, what what's the superstition again, or what is the you worry? Like you have to do all the cleaning and washing before Christmas Eve. Okay. So on the on Christmas Day, like on 
first of January on the lunar calendar. You can't New Year's Day. Like New, New Year's Day. Okay. On New Year's Day, you can't do any cleaning. No more. No more cleaning. No more washing.、Mm-hmm. If you do it before the New Year's Day, it means that you are sweeping away the bad fortune、oh, of your、okay. house. Okay. Of your household. But on New Year's Day, if you are sweeping, it means sweeping away the good fortune for the new year. So starting from yeah, New Year's Day, basically, like even some people wouldn't even wash their hair. Oh, just like no washing <laughs> on the on that day, not like、yeah. the whole fifteen day period, but、mm-hmm. on that day, no washing, no sweeping, no cleaning. Got it. Okay.、Yeah. Um, and remind me, uh, superstition. Is there a direct translation in Chinese that we yeah, could say? Yeah. yeah there, Can you tell it just in case people don't know what superstition means? Mishin. Mishin. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I can practice my pronunciation. Okay, because superstition is one of those words that is kind of difficult to it, explain. It is, so,、yeah. all right. My、um, mom is very. You can say that she's traditional, but I would say she's she's very superstitious. She follows all these rules, and she gets mad at me. If I don't follow them, I can like try to think of some other superstitious that like、um, you can say bad words like death or、um. like anything that like death related or sadness related. Okay, like forbidden during Chinese New Year. Okay,、And、no talking about it's、this. not a good like it's bad luck、mm-hmm. to cry during Chinese、oh. New Year. Oh no. No you emotions. Be, you can't feel your emotions during the Lunar New Year. You have to be、year. happy. You have to be joyous, <laughs> even if it's、time. fake. <laughs> and you can,、uh, you shouldn't be lending money to people. Oh, Chinese New Year. Okay. Because、uh, basically, it's like some people are superstitious about their birthdays. What happens on that date will lead to the next, like the entire year. Sure. So, so on that day, you have to be happy. Which means that you will be happy throughout the year. Okay. If you are lending money to people on that day, it means that you will be owning debt to people. Yeah, in debt. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, some of my students haven't really mentioned the superstition part,、mm-hmm. uh, but I know you mentioned it last year, so I'm glad you brought that up.、Um, okay, I interrupted you. Back to the rhymes. So、uh, <laughs> there's like these rhymes that people like. Do a lot of people do this, where where you just read them out loud, or what is that? A lot of people do, like my mom follows these. There are certain days.、Um, I think on New Year's Eve, you're supposed to put some coins in your pot. It means that like you'll, it will bring you good fortune next year. Like you will be wealthy. So basically, everything follows around good fortune, prosperity, like wealth and health for Chinese New Year. Okay. So yeah, yeah you leave something out. And、um, like for you know, for food, you're not supposed to finish all the food on New Year's Eve. There has to be leftovers. Oh, it means that something is left over for the next year. It means that you will have surplus next Got year. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And there has to be、um, a dish that is a fish. Like doesn't、yeah. matter how you cook it, there has to be fish because fish pronounce like the word fish. Its pronunciation is the same as surplus. Okay, so there are a lot of different dishes that means like good things in、mm-hmm. Chinese, and、mm-hmm. you have to eat them.、Uh, there are a lot of things in Chinese I'm noticing where if it sounds like a similar pronunciation to another word, 
like the the number eight also sounds yes. like some, okay and then the number four or number four sounds the same as death so okay so there's that. yes yeah. you avoid so four and eight is good right yeah eight is good eight means fortune because especially in Cantonese eight means like wealthy or okay. money okay like you're, you're becoming wealthy so yeah. we, like if you see someone with a license plate like 888 that person must be Chinese <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool I think that's so uh we talked about that in one of my cultural differences lesson mm -hmm. and just how numbers have different yeah. meaning I love talking about 666 and yes. what that means in the U.S. versus in China uh because it's just such a huge difference um anyway Lunar New Year uh you mentioned fish I also wanted to ask if your family um, is into dumplings. Uh, yes, yes. Does everybody from, pretty much? Yeah, dumplings? we're from uh, northern China, northeast China. It, it's there's a little bit difference. Like people from the north, we eat dumplings for every occasion. Like people mm -hmm. often joke about that. Like I mentioned, the twenty-four terms of the nature. Whenever there's like there's a special day, like beginning of the winter. Uh, beginning of the spring, beginning of autumn, every single day, my mom cooks dumplings. Oh, wow. So that's just a tradition for people from the north. But for south, um, I think they eat like sweet rice puddings or dumplings, like other food. Yeah. I think holidays are, is like half of holidays about food, or I have seen holidays all about food. Of course. Love it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the time to be lazy and gain weight. It's so wonderful. Fat yeah. and happy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, on, on Christmas, I'm sorry, I'm not on Christmas. On Chinese, uh, like on New Year's Eve, um, you're supposed to be staying up late all night or at least past midnight. Okay. Because the tradition or the history was that um, for Chinese New Year, it's actually called Nian. The year, the term year in Chinese is called Nian, and Nian mm -hmm. is a demon. And oh. in the past, like in ancient history, every year when it's like New Year's Eve, Nian would come out and they, like he would, or like the demon would like eat the villagers and destroy the village. Mm -hmm. That's why we have the lion dances and the dragon dances and all the drums and the, like loud noises is to scare the demon away. And we stay really? up late and all like together, spending time together is to like, give each other courage and to like pass to live like to spend a year together mm -hmm. or spend the night together so that in case the demon comes we'll be all together we'll fight we'll defend our village that wow the old tradition uh would you say a lot of um people who celebrate lunar new year know that history or i think it's interesting to think about where traditions come from yeah. and then how many people truly know um, depends, the background like it depends on each household yeah how much the older generation wants to pass on this tradition because mm -hmm. like i keep mentioning like my mom is very traditional and yeah. she insists even though i grew up in canada she insists that we follow all the chinese traditions you see how festive our house is yeah yes <laughs> and she likes telling these stories to me and i enjoy listening to them and mm -hmm. passing on these stories to other people they might not be 100% accurate, like I have to say that. There might be some dis discrepancies, like depending on where you hear the story from or like, mm -hmm. where she learned the story from. But like the pretty, like the whole theme of it is pretty much the same. Okay, got it. 
Uh, very cool. Well, uh, this leads in the traditions leads into my next question, actually, and it's a very common tradition uh, in Chinese culture, I believe, not just for Lunar New Year, but year round. Uh, the red envelopes. So yes. this is something I did not know about until I started working with you and Teresa mm -hmm. uh, for yeah. the English corner. Um, so the color red, I'd like you to talk about, and then also what are red envelopes? <laughs> sure. Well, the color red, I mean, I know in Western cultures doesn't necessarily correlate to good fortune, mm -mm. and sometimes it's even like blood or like scary things. But in Chinese culture, in Asian cultures, red means uh, good fortune, and it's like good luck, and because it's bright, so it's vibrant. Mm -hmm. It's it's a like a future or or um, energetic future for the for the coming year. Basically. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's and for the red envelope, we actually people give it out on special occasions, especially Chinese New Year. Um, seniors will give it to the kids in the family, and actually depends on where you're from in China. The amount, like the money amount, it varies. Mm -hmm. In the north. We tend to give more, okay. and in the south, especially like in Hong Kong and Cantonese-speaking areas, it's more like uh, just a tradition. So they give like five bucks or ten bucks. But in the north, like my grandparents, they would give me even like one thousand to two thousand bucks. Oh wow, that's a lot of money for a small. Kid. I'm sorry, one thousand, two thousand bucks, or yuan? Yuan. Oh yeah. Okay. Yuan. So that would yes. be like two hundred, two hundred, uh, two hundred US dollars. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, one thousand bucks. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Two hundred uh, U.S. dollars. But still, more. that's a lot. I mean, that's that's a lot. A decent we we of money. often joke about how the parents will be like, because usually it's the grandparents uh -huh. give out the red envelopes, and the grandkids would take them, and then the parents, like my parents, they'll be like, "I'll save it up for you." I'll put it in the bank for you. When mm -hmm. you turn 18, you'll get all these money and then these money just like gone. <laughs> yes. I uh it's been interesting to listen to different students who come to class. Some parents let them do whatever they want with the money, mm -hmm. others keep half of it, others keep all of it yeah. to save for later. So everybody has a different it's kind of like the do you um have a tooth fairy in China? Is that a tradition? We we don't give like money or anything for when you're when you lose a tooth. Okay. But there's a tradition I just want to mention for fun. Yeah. If it's at the bottom, like so if it's a tooth on the bottom, you have to throw it upwards. If it's at the top, you have to throw it down just to like it's a good luck for like having the tooth grow back up. Really? Yeah. And okay. I remember when I was in kindergarten, and I lost one of my tooth. And it was one at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So I went to the bathroom all by myself when I was in kindergarten. I threw it, but I didn't catch it. I lost it. Oh no. What does that mean? Does that mean something bad? It actually, it didn't, it doesn't mean anything, but I was so little. Yeah. It scared me. And the whole day I was so scared. Yeah. And just mom, worried. When my mom picked me up, she's like, Are you okay? I'm like, I'm not getting my tooth back because I lost it. It's not going to grow back. And my mom, she laughed. She said, uh, don't worry. You'll get it back. Yeah. But for the next month, I 
check it every day with my tongue. I'm like, is it there? Is it there? Is it coming back? Oh, the anxiety. That's interesting though. Um, but the, the tooth fairy, I was thinking about that. Some, some parents like keep that money or, you know, let the kid spend it if they want, but uh, we'll have to do another one all on superstitions. I think there are so many that you've mentioned that I have never heard of. So I'll do a um, English with Grace interview about superstitions. Superstitions. <laughs> um, the red envelopes also uh, like people also give out red, red envelopes for uh, weddings. Yes, and birthdays. And birthdays. Yeah, usually for small kids. Okay. Like adults, we don't except for weddings, we don't give each other red envelopes. Yeah. But like for my mom, when we have a bigger reunion, mm-hmm. uh, she always prepares them, like has some red pockets, red envelopes in her purse, just in case we see someone, even like on the street, if they're like smaller kids, if yeah. it's a family friend, like it's, it's considered good luck for the person giving out the red envelope as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, always, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now WeChat even has like a digital red envelope. Yes. Okay. Yes. I saw that on. And so for people listening who don't know, WeChat is a very popular app. Uh, it is the app of everything. I feel like you can do everything yes. on WeChat, but it's how a lot of people communicate. It's similar to WhatsApp in a way, but you can now send red envelopes digitally. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know what that is, that's uh, where that tradition comes from. So yeah. Um, and then is it once you're married or once you reach a certain age that you stop getting red envelopes? And when do you start giving them to like your grandparents? Like at what age? Mm-hmm. Uh, giving it back to my grandparents? I've heard that people give red envelopes to their grandparents. Like they, once their grandparents are older, then they start giving them money. Like it depends on the family. Okay. In, in the North, like for us, I feel like after... 18 or 22 I should have been getting red envelopes anymore like for me personally or for our family it would be the 18th for young adults like when you should be stop stopping to get red envelopes but I have Cantonese friends who told me that as long as you're not married you will still get red envelopes (laughs) which sounds like interesting to me and for younger kids basically like like whenever um there's a like new baby like newborn in the family like the younger generation like right now all my cousins I have three nephews so and since I've started earning money it's assumed that I should be giving them red animals okay Mm -hmm. I think it's it it doesn't have like certain criteria yeah it has to be like following some rules like at certain age you have to start giving out red envelopes like it really depends and some people even when they're still in university if they've had a part-time job and they earn some money and they just want to give their grandparents a red envelope I think that's like that also works yeah every family has their own tradition um yeah. and that's common worldwide <laughs> I feel like yeah. everybody when I have to talk about Christmas or Halloween or mm-hmm. uh, any U.S. holidays I always make sure to tell my students Every family is different, and what my family does is completely different from others. (music) 
All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the English with Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you did like this episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon. Thank you.